Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested. I just don't understand why she would say something like that, Lauren. It was just horrible. Loving thoughts, Nicole. Loving thoughts. What are you going on about? I'm trying to tell you something here. I'm upset. She shouldn't behave that way. Nicole, we are practicing no judgment this week, which means you are going to have to drop the judgment and just be a little more understanding. Can I do it later? I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested. Being a judgmental person essentially means thinking, speaking, or behaving in a manner that reflects a critical point of view. When we are judgmental, we are generally finding fault with another person, an idea, or situation. In a nutshell, we are seeing through the lens of our own black and white beliefs and staying small minded in the process. But The thing is, we all make judgments, every single one of us. Yes, even the Dalai Lama has a judgmental mind. We all have that little cruel voice that gives a negative opinion about topics and people when actually it's not our place to do so. But just because we all do it, that doesn't make it right. And more importantly, it isn't very helpful to us when trying to live a happier life. Judging is a natural instinct that humans formed a long time ago to defend ourselves from situations that could cause us harm. We needed to be able to make quick judgments based on our observations to decide how we should react. However, over time, this instinct became less necessary for survival and is now just part of our social behavior. Now we tend to judge other people in situations because we do not understand them. When we're not familiar with someone or something, we become fearful and our immediate reaction is to judge them in a negative way to protect ourselves. We want to feel safe, so we label others as right or wrong, good or bad. I don't think when you're in the middle of judgment, you would see that that is a protection mode. Do you? Absolutely not. No, no way. But it is. No. Well, according to this, it is. I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better. Does it? Why? (laughs) Yeah, because it's something innate in humans and it's not just me being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's 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 total in every single human being, 100%. But I I just think it's interesting that we have judgments because they are there to keep us safe. And that's kind of Mm. where it stems from. Yeah. Also, it's important to say there is a big difference between making judgments and being judgmental. So here at Self Care Club, we're just discussing the being judgmental part. Making judgments is a good thing. Mm. It comes from a balanced and neutral mind and it supports us to make good and healthy decisions. Being judgmental comes from a reactive, critical mind and it can very quickly become destructive for our own mental health and our self-esteem. Yes, judgments basically have harmful and negative consequences. They get in the way of fixing problems, they hurt other people's feelings when you don't need to or mean to, and they harm your own happiness. So 
Remember a time when you felt judged? It's actually one of the worst feelings in the world, yet we willingly put that out into the world and potentially cause others to feel that way too. We tell our teenage daughters or sons, Lauren, that the mean girl's judgmental comments come from jealousy and insecurities, yet we don't recognize those same insecurities in ourselves. And if you think about it, do we have the right to judge anyone? Judgments are merely based on our personal opinions and experiences, which are only ours and shouldn't be pushed onto others. It's not for us to speak or hold an opinion over other people's life choices, yet we still do it. The Dalai Lama says, people take different roads seeking fulfillment and happiness. Just because they're not on your road doesn't mean they've gotten lost. Oh, I wish he lived in my house. (laughs) That's so beautiful, isn't it? And I really want to hold on to that because just because someone is not behaving in a way that I think they should behave or behaving how I would, it doesn't make Mm. it wrong. And I think we very quickly jump to it being wrong somehow. According to research by psychology professor Dustin Wood, your perceptions of others reveal so much about your own personality. Seeing others positively reveals your own positive traits and how satisfied you are with your own life. In contrast, the tendency to criticize others indicates a dis-ease you have with yourself. Research shows that being judgmental of others can negatively affect your self-esteem more than any outside force. If you're critiquing others, you will also critique yourself often even more harshly what you see in others lives within you a harsh reality but a truth nonetheless your judgment is a reflection on you not on the person being judged (gasps) ouch it is ouch it is ouch but again when we're in judgment we don't See that. We put all of the blame onto somebody or something else. Mm. But having the awareness of when you're being judgmental and practicing non-judgment can change your life in many positive ways. In fact, studies show that when you judge people and circumstances less, you can greatly improve the quality of your life and reduce stress, anxiety, and even stress-related illnesses. That is how destructive judging others can be to our own wellness. So let me tell you a story, Nicole, just to support everything that we've been discussing here. Psychologist and meditation teacher Tara Brach frequently tells this story. Imagine you're walking through the woods and you see a small dog. It looks cute and friendly, so you approach and move to pat the dog. Suddenly it snarls and tries to bite you. The dog no longer seems cute and you feel fear and possibly anger. Then, as the wind blows, the leaves on the ground are carried away and you see that the dog has got one of its legs caught in a trap. Mm. Now you feel compassion for the dog. You know that it became aggressive because it's in pain and suffering. This is how we approach so many people and situations in our lives. We judge them on what we immediately see through our own perspective and we don't allow the time to see the whole story. That also reminds me of a quote that Brene Brown says, people are hard to hate close up, move in. Oh, I know. You know what? It's so true. It's so true, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed that when I've, since I've become a coach, that, every single one of my coaching clients, because I know them very intimately and very personally. And I always see the wonder in them because I know them so well. Yeah. And I think that's just, that's humanity. Yeah. We only judge when we just don't know a situation or a person well enough. Yeah. I definitely know from my time as a doula that when I hear, I hear something from a client and I, you know, you think, hmm, that's odd. Where's that coming from? You have to lean in because there's always a reason. But oh, before you make a judgment about why they feel that way or why they've said that thing that doesn't feel, that feels a bit off, that feels yeah. a bit strange. Yeah. When you lean in and really like ask the questions, there's always a reasoning, yes. a rationalization behind it. Yes. So it's, it's exactly that. Move in. I get it. So let's play a game to bring more context to all of this. Uh, Lauren, I'm going to do it with you. And for you listening at home, just if you can find a quiet moment, just to focus. Okay. So Brene Brown, again, talks about seeing people without judgment and from the point of view of them doing the very best that they can. So imagine someone that you know in your life that you naturally and often fall into judgment of. Mm-hmm. You picturing someone? Yep. So 
That person who you cannot help but find criticism in the choices that they make, what they say or shouldn't say, how they live or how they don't live. Now, think of that person and say to yourself, they are doing the very best that they can. Try not to fall into judgment again about how it can't be their best and just assume that this is their very best right now. They are doing the very best that they can with what they have available to them. So the question is, how does this inform you about your judgment of this person and does it change that judgment? So I would say, yes, it does uh, change my judgment of that person. It makes me feel um, any of the sort of resentment or sort of mild anger I would feel about them changes into actually feeling quite sorry for them yeah. or having compassion for them, yeah. that, that, that that's, that's their situation. So that, that's the change that comes up for me. Yeah. And I would imagine for most people, because when I first did this exercise, it was exactly the same. I had a person in my life I couldn't help falling into judgment of. I was always judging them. I was always annoyed at them. Mm. Um, and when I suddenly saw them as doing the very best they can, I was like, oh, oh, this is their best. And their best mm. might look different to mine. And that's mm. okay, because they would mm. think that too. It just It just helps you fall into something so much more kinder yeah yeah and it diffuses I think that sort of niggling uneasy feeling you get yes and so we're gonna we're gonna talk more about how to do this okay okay so as mother Teresa said if you judge people you have no time to love them how gorgeous Mm. is that heavy on the quotes today so after all of that we had to bring the practice of no judgment here to the club. And we're proud to say that we have made up a system to sort out all of your judging needs. If mm-hmm. that's a, even if that's a thing, it's called the sugar method, Lauren. So yeah. if you forget anything, all you need to remember is sugar. And this will help you get out of judgment into something better for you and for your well-being and for the other mm-hmm. person as well. So yeah. sugar, S stop and notice. Lauren's going to break this down in a minute. Stop and notice your judgment. U, understanding. G, good intent. A, acceptance. R, reframe. So Lauren, do you want to go through this in detail about what this all means? Right. So S, stop and notice your judgment. Become aware of your thoughts and feelings towards someone or something. You, understanding. Try and understand that person or understand that you may not understand. And that's okay. (laughs) So for example, sitting in traffic and someone pushes in front of you, instead of jumping into a judgmental thought, just try and be more understanding. Maybe they're in a rush on their way to an emergency. You don't know. That's just what they needed to do. It's not our business to know. It's just our business to be kind. Love it. G is for good intent. Always assume good intent. People are generally doing the best they can, even if their best looks different to ours. Nobody wakes up in the morning and intends to be an asshole and upset people. So just assume they always have good intentions always. And notice what happens when we assume good intent. Does our opinion or thought process change from judgment into something kinder? The A is for acceptance. Accept that person or situation for exactly who they are or what it is. For example, if someone says something you don't like, just accept that's their way of communicating. And finally, R is for reframe. Reframe into love and kindness. Say to yourself, what is the kindest, most loving thought I could pick here? Lovely. Sugar. Sugar. It is sweet. Sugar, it is sweet. Stop and notice, understanding, good intent, acceptance, and reframe. Okay. And that is what we practiced this week. Didn't we, Lauren? Yes, we did. So come on. Why don't we start with how we rate ourselves in terms of how judgmental we are? So Mm -hmm. if let's pretend there's a scale, one being completely accepting of people and being the Dalai Lama, or 10 living in total judgment all the time. Where do you sit? Like a hard eight. Really? I think so. Maybe I'm judging myself a little harshly there. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe I'm more like a six to seven. Yeah, I mean, I would say I was around about a, a six on a good day of five, realistically okay. a six. I think I used okay. to be an eight or a nine. <sighs> I would have been wary of you at the nine. <laughs> I think with certain people I can be a ten. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to give us your week? Or is there anything you want to discuss before we jump in? I do want to discuss one thing, which actually came up when I was recording a radio show with my dad. And we were talking about, because obviously we're a different generation, and we were talking about how we felt the different generations were going to um, come out of lockdown. And basically how different generations were, were feeling emotionally living through this pandemic and coming out of it. And I said to my dad, I think that we have to be very mindful um, and not judge people for how um, relaxed or non-relaxed they feel as this does kind of we come out of it and life resumes because some people are obviously going to want to jump straight back in and others are going to feel much more cautious. And I think with the older generation, they generally are feeling a bit more cautious. And I think everyone has to try to not sit in judgment there. So we did end up having quite an in-depth conversation yes. about, about judgment. Yes. And I think that's very fair because that's around everywhere and it's around a lot of conversation, isn't it? About yeah. how we're going to come out of this. I'm not sure it's a, it's a generational thing. I think that's just a very personal thing because everyone has taken on you know, we've been in lockdown for a year. That's strange. Yeah. It's strange yeah. to then suddenly have freedom again. And mm. how does that look? And how do we want that to look? I know there's definite changes that I don't want to go back to. Um, and some people will have built up a lot more social anxiety than others. And that's, mm. you know, it's very easy for me to say that now, yes, that's okay. And that's understandable, but I'll be honest, there are some people that I just think, oh, come on, it's time now. And that's it's a, that, it's that, isn't it? It's yeah. like, hey, do you want to come and do this? Well, actually, I'm not sure I feel comfortable doing that. And you g g genuinely just going, okay, that's fine. I'm not judging you for feeling like that rather than just going, well, I don't feel like that. So nor should you. Yeah. So come on, I'm, I'm dying to hear how your week went. Really? Well, yeah. Well, that is the show, by the way. That's how oh, yeah. it works. So you kind of do oh, need yeah, to share it. Is, it? Or do you want me to go first? How are you feeling going into the week? I want to know. I have done this kind of thing before. I work on a lot of this sort of stuff with my clients. That is not to say that I practice it and apply it on a daily basis. I do yeah. not. I absolutely yeah. do not. Yeah. And it was time for me to bring some awareness back to it for sure. What about you? Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like in my professional capacity as a doula, it's a, it's a really large part of the job. I come to the, the client's pregnancy uh, and birth and birth plan without agenda, without judgment, with n no judgment about the choices of others. All I'm there to do is to yes. support their choices and support those fully. But because I'm not emotionally invested yes. in them, you know, yes. they are they are clients. They are, they are not people who they're in my life for a set period of time. Well, you have no, you have no agenda. Exactly. And, and I'm a safe blank space and I'm just there purely to support. So I don't judge, but in my private life, I'm really, really good at judging. I'm like judge Judy, super judge, <laughs> judge Rinda, <laughs> high court judge of the world. Um, but I don't find you judgmental as a friend. It's not like I'm ever scared to tell you something because I'm worried about how I'm going to feel in your judgment. But I think that you would feel quite safe and sturdy inside if I disagreed with you. You'd just be like, well, okay, you disagree with me. Well, I'm you still disagree doing it that way You disagree anyway. with me a lot, but that's the nature of our relationship. And you're like, well, that's fine. I'm doing it that way anyway. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's all I right. I do wonder if we'd have met earlier in our lives... Because we've, we've come together as two grown women who are very settled in ourselves. We're very comfortable in our own skin. You know, I've worked hard to become that. So I do wonder, if, had I have come from, a, if we'd have met in a, a younger space or a more insecure space, would we have felt judged by one another more? Don't know. Impossible, Impossible to, to, say to now. know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have had friends. I have had friends in my life that I felt very judged by, and they're one particularly, which I've mentioned many times here, and that was mm. one of the problems of why we are not friends anymore, because mm. I just couldn't bear always justifying myself. And I wonder now, I thought about this the other day with this whole week, that if we were friends now, would I still justify myself? Would that still be a, a pattern that we were in, that she would judge something and I would then defend it? Or would I just think, well, I don't really care what you think? I, I, it's, again, mm. it's impossible to know, but we, I, got, I removed her from my life because I did feel constantly judged. But it's almost a separate subject, isn't it? How does one deal with being judged or how does one feel about being judged? And that's a very, it's a very personal thing. Some people, it will make them change their mind. It will make them doubt themselves. And some people will just go, well, fuck you. That's yeah. how I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess it depends on who it is. Very much so. I don't feel judged by my friends. I know that they're all aware that I am opinionated and I know that they accept that about me. Is that me. the same thing? Let, let's just, is opinionated and judgmental the same thing? I kind of want to say yes. Do you not think it's the same thing? Um, I think if it's critical opinion, yes. I guess what I'm saying is if they know I'm opinionated and if they don't want my opinion or they think my opinion might be critical or in judgment, they wouldn't share it with me. I have just thought of a time when I felt judged by you. By me? Yeah. Go on. It's only one very small example. Go on. And if you find one of me, you're very welcome to say. When I, uh, when we found our puppy. Yeah. Now you were very clear. You kept saying, don't get a mixed breed dog. Don't get a cavapoo or don't get this and don't get that. And our dog is a cavapoo. And when we'd sort of put the deposit down on her and we'd set up the date to collect her, I, I didn't tell you straight away. And I remember writing in the text, we've ordered a cavapoo. Please don't, don't judge. judge me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I we were talking about cockapoos. Because every single person in Northwest London had got a cockapoo over lockdown. And I kept saying to you, I kept telling you, oh my God, this one's got one, that one's got one. You kept saying, get a proper dog. Get a proper dog. <laughs> yeah. And there I was getting yeah. a mixed breed dog. So, I mean, it's, it's a very small, it's not affected our relationship in any way. But there was just a moment of, by the way, I've done this and I don't want your opinion on it. Yeah, but I do love Miley. <laughs> oh, because she's delicious. <laughs> Anyway, so that's so that have you ever felt judged by me? Not that I can think of. I mean, I'll I might try and rack one up for the epilogue show, but I I definitely can't sit here <laughs> Do you right think, now. Don't, don't think too hard. It's fine. If it's a no, it's a no. Let's go with that. I can't think of one right now. Okay, good. No. So come on, spill okay. it. Stop. All right, okay, all right, okay. I'm not gonna judge you, by the way. I don't care if you do. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. 
This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Join us on the Football Ramble as we explore the ridiculous world of football. We bring in-depth analysis of the biggest moments, like Bruno Fernandes' one-eyed penalties. Sounds like a Metallica song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> obviously, like... with one eye open. <laughs> but if you have one eye closed, you know your perception. So imagine yeah. if you tried the dink and it just like went like two feet in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> Every weekday, we cover the good, the bad, and the Newcastle. Although Shelby wasn't surprised either. He said the way they play isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't fucking beat him, could you? Could Shelby be the mole? Didn't Bruce accuse the mole of treason? <laughs> to the Geordie Nation. Yeah. Putting the football world to rights. If you want to put a message on a T-shirt under your shirt, slag it off your mind. Yeah. That is an absolute minefield in the dressing room. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, lads, I'll put it in another language. Do you know how many languages that man speaks? Not with Roy. Roy. We're here with the biggest stories from the sport we love and we want you to get involved too. Search the Football Ramble on your favourite podcast player to listen now. This was a Stakhanov production. So I started my week by watching a documentary about surrogacy. Um, it was like a, it's a three-parter, I think, and I only caught one part of it. And I've got, look, I've got a lot of, a lot of feelings surrounding surrogacy. I see it from both sides. Uh, it, it was very interesting. Um, I tried very hard to not sit in judgment. Of, of who? Of, of the people? Of anyone. Okay. Of anyone. Because that's I have, the week. Because that's the week, but I have very, (laughs) you know, I have mixed emotions about the morals of it, about the women who do it, about the people who do, you know, there there are lots of, it's, it's complex. It's complex. And, and the, and the characters involved in this uh, particular series, you know, there were, there were complex issues going on with some of them, but I, I, I try to watch it objectively and what I discovered watching it objectively that actually they're just all people. They're just all people giving other people the opportunity to have a baby. And it was beautiful. Yes. Oh, now let me ask you a question. Would you, yeah. if we weren't practicing this week, would you yeah. have watched that with a different mindset? Possibly. Or I wouldn't have spent the time thinking, just step back and just watch this objectively without your own preconceived ideas about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that was kind of in my head. Well, that's amazing. And then in the end, you said it was beautiful. It was because that's, that's, that's what it is in the end. Yeah. People giving yeah. other people this incredible opportunity. Yeah. And that's Lovely. what it boiled down Lovely. to. Lovely. Well so, done. So you thank got you. off to a flying start. Got off to a flying start. Then uh, life got a little trickier. God, it's been a, it's been a really tough um, week this week. I've been embroiled in, I guess, a sort of catfish situation. Um, I know that that is when someone pretends to be someone they're not, and it usually revolves around dating. But this was a, a work situation, a doula situation, where somebody was lying, really, being very duplicitous. Um and as I unpicked the story, it turned out that I was, in fact, not the only doula involved. There were actually seven of us, which made it all the more strange and complex and 
bizarre. And when you've got seven quite cross doulas who have all been lied to and had a lot of their time wasted and their good nature taken advantage of, there's a hell of a lot of judgment thrown around. And I've sat in days of that, actually. And it's it's not been nice. And I've tried to step away from judging this person and move into curiosity. Why were they doing this? What were they getting out of it? I don't have the answer. I I don't know the truth. I don't have a resolution. But what I also don't have is a feeling of anger or resentment. I'm not cross anymore. I have found my peace with it. I'm not going to get involved with it anymore. I've stepped away. So it was an interesting exercise in just looking for something else, finding another way through. And that's hard, isn't it? Because if you feel that someone has really done wrong by you, which is what had happened here, it's very hard to let go of feeling wronged and to step into loving thoughts or or acceptance or to see it from their perspective. It's so hard. Well, it was even harder because there were six other people who were very riled up and feeling very hard done by and upset and emotional. And that quickly turned into something, you know, people rile each other up. Yes, yes, yes. And it just, it wasn't feeling nice and and it was kind of dealt with. And after that, I made it very clear I wanted to, that was it. I was stepping away from it. And I was like, do you know what? I don't, I, I said to all of them, I don't. I don't feel cross anymore. I'm I'm done with this situation. I wish this person well. I have compassion for them. It's done for me. Nice. Like good for you, know. you. And and did you leave it there? Was that your choice and that was it? Yeah, and it, and it wasn't done in a kind of and you're all wrong way. And in fact, one of them said, "I I can't leave it there. I have to respond. I have to do this. I have to do that." And I just said, "Listen, I, I'm support. I support your choice to do whatever you want. That's your decision, and you have every right to feel the way that you feel. Yes. yes. Um, just consider that you know sometimes silence is golden. That's all. And and I didn't feel that I was judging her when I said that. I was just kind of offering." a different way of looking at it. Yes. Lovely. And and would you, again, would you have done that if we weren't practicing this week, if you didn't have this at the forefront of your mind? I'd like to think I would have done. Um, but perhaps, again, when something's in the front of your mind, it does help you see things a little more clearly. It does, doesn't it? So out of all of the sugar method Mm. what do you think you practiced Mm. to get to that point of being able to let it go I think stopping and noticing just stopping like this is this is a bit unpleasant this is not feeling nice yes and and also kind of the the acceptance bit yeah it's good isn't it yeah it is good it is good and then you know at the end, well, this has been going on for a few weeks, but I've got a friend who's in a really, you know, in a really, really bad place at the moment. And I am doing everything that's in my power to do to help them and trying not to sit in judgment because, you know, obviously everyone lives their lives differently. And there are things that I would choose to do or not choose to do that they are doing or not doing and things that other people in this person's life are not doing or doing that I would choose to do differently. And, you know, and I, and I love this person and they know I love them. Um, and it is sometimes that has been super, super hard to not just, not so much judge, but perhaps just put your way of how you think things should be managed onto them and I have that's been I'd say of this whole week probably my biggest struggle is just to go okay they are doing the best they can right now and my job is not to be putting my you know my opinions on them it's just to be supporting how are you what do you need and that's where I've tried to go to and I am not gonna sit here and pretend that I've done a perfect job of that because I have not but they are very quick to tell me if I'm overstepping or if they don't want to hear that. And so that's good because they're kind of telling me and I'm learning and, and I know them well enough that that's a comfortable situation. And do you think it's helped her or him to, uh, open up to you more, to trust you more, be more comfortable with you in letting you in to help her or him in this situation? I I think 
they have known me for so long, they know that they know how I am. And I would hope that they would have let me in and let me help anyway. Um, you know, I'm, I'm learning, but it's been, I've had to do quite a lot of tongue biting. Yeah. I would say yep. this week. <laughs> Because it's not helpful. It's not helpful to them right now and I for think, me to say, uh, it, it, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. And it's you know? so seductive, isn't it? It's so easy to slip into the, well, this is what I think, and this is where you're wrong and I'm right. It, it's just, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm being completely brash with that. I know that's not what you're thinking or saying to this friend, but it's so easy to fall into that and so foreign to stand into acceptance, understanding, kindness it just feels it's, it's very foreign for me it's very foreign for me and you know I, I I've been leaning into this person for many years I couldn't know them better but actually in the process of going through all this I've had to kind of lean in even more yeah. and ask some more questions and sometimes I get some answers sometimes I don't so much and it's a very it's a bit of a tiptoeing situation because when someone's not in a great place you don't want to be kind of pushing them in any way or direction. Yeah. So would you say you found this helpful in being able to support them? Yes, but not easy. Mm, Very, very hard. Very, very hard. It is hard. This work is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and definitely I have not mastered it. I would definitely say that. Okay. Well, that's that's very frank. So thank you. Yeah, I can only be... Listen, you know, this is the premise, right? You and I are not master experts on everything that we try out. We're just trying it out. Like yeah. anyone else can try it out. Yeah. And the experiences we have will be more successful or less successful depending on us and depending on the week. So I am trying, but it is hard. Well, let's be honest. Listening to classical music is going to be much easier than not passing judgment. Of course it is. It's the nature of <laughs> yeah. the practices itself. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to hear about your week. I feel it would easier than mine. Well, um, I fell down more than I would like. Let's start okay. with a voice note. I okay. actually can't remember what's on these voice notes. Okay. It's the very beginning of No Judgment Week. And I mean the very beginning. I'm like an hour in and I'm already struggling. So I'm working all day. I run out straight after work to go and get my daughter. I don't get home until 7 o'clock. There is washing up everywhere. The dog hasn't been fed. There's laundry to do and dinner has not even been thought about. And I stepped straight into judgment of where's my husband and why isn't he doing it and what's he doing and you know, that whole story. And so I thought, let's put this little baby to the test. Listen, I had to dig deep. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy, but I stepped into the, he's doing the best he can. No, that didn't quite, that didn't quite cut it because really is that the best he can do? And then I was stepped into what's the kindest, most loving thought I can think about this. And I thought, well, he's just distracted and he's upstairs and he's actually working and he just hasn't thought about it. And it's nothing malicious. He's just not thought about these things now. Whilst I haven't quite let go of it or I'm not quite ready to let go of it, it has eased somewhat. Mm. Mm. And to, to be honest, that is a very uh, common theme for me to be judging Adam about what he has or hasn't done around the house. It is. Yes. Well, I'd say it's it's a common theme in every marriage, I would say. Yeah. And I had it this morning with, you know, we both worked out this morning. We both finished working out together around nine o'clock. My daughter had to be at camp at 10 o'clock. She needed a packed lunch. She needed, uh, uh, you know, the, the normal stuff. And he, off he went upstairs to have a nice long hot shower and I was doing a million things and, yeah. and I fall back into it. So it's definitely not a one-stop shop. I have to keep thinking, loving thoughts, accepting thoughts. And, you know, and I always come back to, well, he's, he's not as, he doesn't think about the domestic chores as much as I do. He doesn't prioritize them as much as I do. And that doesn't make him a bad person. It just makes us different. It's not like he doesn't 
So, you know, I kept, but I yeah, had to keep doing it. I get it. I get it. it. But you know what I found helpful in that exact situation? So we had this yesterday. I just, I made a conscious decision to not make our bed. I always make it. And his clothes were out everywhere. And I always fold them and put them away. And yesterday I thought, no, fuck it. It's Easter Monday. He can, he's got time. He's around. So I just left everything. And also he had a pile of about nine coats that were just on the landing. And I found him on the sofa listening to classical music, (laughs) reading the paper. And I wanted to go into judgment of like, you've left this, you've done this. Why should I do this? And instead I decided to move in closer and like get curious. And I said, do you feel comfortable lying on the sofa, relaxing, knowing that there's all this mess on the landing and upstairs? Does that bother you? It wasn't said in judgment. It was a genuine question. Like, Yeah. yeah. Are you? And he was like, yup. I'm, I know it's there and I'm going to do it later. And I said, but when it's me, I can't yes. just like sit on the sofa knowing that that needs to be done because it sits in my mind and niggles me. Does that not happen for you? And he was like, no, I'm perfectly happy to lie here and relax now and I'll deal with it later. And so I immediately, like it was diffused. Yeah. Well, because you're checking in and that comes into the same people are hard to hate close up, move in. Yeah. That was exactly what it was. Yeah. That move was in. exactly Always what it was. move yeah. in and get curious. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was the first night. Okay. And then, okay. And then this is the next day. It's not going well. This isn't the strongest week of mine. My husband walked into the kitchen this morning and said the dog has pooed in the playroom and he obviously said it in a way that I need to go and pick up the poo. Yes, that is a judgment. And off he, I said, well, what are you doing? Very judgmentally. And he said, I'm on the phone. You know, he does it with the hand movement, with like the hand to the ear. And off he walks. And I'm thinking, judgmentally, well, by the time you came in to tell me that I need to go and pick up the poo, guess what you could have done? Picked up the poo. So I was emptying the dishwasher at the time and making a fruit salad for my eldest daughter. And I said to her, would you go and pick up the poo? And she obviously was very resistant about doing that and we got into a bit of a scrap and I was very judgmental and went to pick up the poo myself and cleaned it up and disinfected and blah 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 and then had very very judgmental thoughts and you know what I thought I don't want to pick a kinder thought I don't want to pick a more loving thought I don't want to be accepting of this because sort the lot of you why am I the only one that picks up the poo fair enough (laughs) (laughs) and I just want to highlight that sometimes you just want to hold on to it. Is it good for you? No. Is it helpful? No. But will I live my life being the only person that picks up the dog's poo? No. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> let me just let me just share with you experience after 12 years of owning a dog. Yes, you will, Nicole, because when you get a dog, it's just another toddler that only you deal with. Will Adam ever deal with the worming, the flea tablets and oh, the yearly shots? He did take her to get worms. He did. Really? Yeah, he did. Okay, because... I've just had like an extra child for 12 years. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I accept so, that. I, I was just about to say, so I have to step into acceptance. You, you do. You do. That. So then there was a few other things that highlighted themselves this week. Um, I saw a friend have a very difficult situation, work her way through a very difficult situation this week. Um, she found it very hard not to judge someone as she felt very strongly that they were doing the wrong thing by her. Um, Mm -hmm. And I watched as she became more and more frustrated throughout the week. And as much as we talked it over and I asked if she could find, you know, some understanding and some good intent here. And if that would help, she, she struggled so much to get out of the judgment. Um, Mm -hmm. And I watched her get upset, drained, angry, like all of these negative emotions. It wasn't good for her, but Mm. I could also see her point. So, and then I thought to myself, is this about letting go of being right a lot of the time? Mm. That being right is so seductive. And I do believe that if we could let go of that, then we could probably step away from judgment a lot easier. Oh, but that's so tough. Of course it's tough, but does it matter? Like, why do we feel the need to be right all the time? Not all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know. It's an interesting one though, isn't it? Because Mm. she kept coming back to, but they've done this and it's wrong. And I kept saying, yes, it's wrong, but 
does it matter that it's wrong? I could see where she was coming from. I even agreed with her. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact is I watched her get more and more depleted by it all. So if being right is at the cost of your mental health, is it worth it? It's just, it's the frustration, isn't it? When you look at that, it's like, I, I know I'm right. You can't see that. I'm so frustrated that you can't see that. Yes. And that's, that's the feeling inside is, is the one of frustration, isn't it? Well, it's about being misheard or unseen, isn't it? Yeah. Or misunderstood. Yes. So if there's someone on the other side saying, I understand what you're saying, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't agree. Mm. I mean, you could make your peace with that, couldn't you? Let's just agree to disagree. But if someone is so adamant that they're right and you're wrong, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Very, it's very interesting. I also had a coaching client, a new coaching client, um, cancel me at the very last minute, a couple of hours before we were due to speak. Um, right. And then ignored my message of rescheduling. Um, and I went into judgment. I will admit I mm-hmm. went in straight into judgment and mm-hmm. it didn't feel good because I didn't want to feel negatively in any way towards this potentially new client. So I did the sugar mess method and I stopped and noticed my judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the key is stopping and noticing because then you can choose something else. But if you don't mm-hmm. get that first bit, you're basically fucked. Um, and I went into understanding, like, it's not my place to say why she hasn't replied to me. That's maybe something's going on for her. Maybe she's changed her mind. Maybe she can't tell me. It doesn't matter. It's none of my business, actually. She doesn't, she actually doesn't owe me anything. Um, so I stepped into understanding. I stepped into good intent. Um, and I stepped into loving kindness. Um, and Mm -hmm. It really helped actually. And I don't judge her and it, cause it's not my place to do so. And, and that was the wrong thing to, to step into immediately. And that felt great. It felt great. Um, we still haven't got that coaching call going and perhaps it won't happen and perhaps it doesn't matter. But again, it was an a simpler one to be able to reconcile because I wasn't emotionally involved. It's not someone who's in my personal life or in my personal space. And so that was easier. So I think there's some judgments that are much easier to let go of than others. Like Adam not picking up the poo. I just refused to move on from it because (laughs) fucking hell, someone should have picked it up. Do do you see what I mean? Like it's a struggle. It's a very clear thing to me that to be able to step away from judgment when you're not emotionally invested is a lot easier than when you are. Yes. And I don't know the exact reason why that is, but that's just how it is for me. Yes. Uh, uh, It's the same for me. Mm. And the people that I love most and the people that I am closest to, I seem to have... Actually, no, that's not true because it's not the same with my girlfriends, but with Adam, and maybe that's a marriage thing that I definitely have stronger judgments about him than I do about anybody else. And I don't like it. Like, I really want to get rid of that because he always says to me, you know, I'm so nice to you and you're just not as nice to me as I am to you. And he's right. Whether that's a judgment or not, which it is, he's right. I give him a much harder time than he gives me. I think a marriage is like a mirror, you know, you're a reflection of each other. And I wonder if when the other person isn't pulling their weight or behaving in the way that you like, in some way you feel, by you I mean one, one feels it's a reflection of themselves. Yeah. And that's why it's harder to shift. Yeah. Should we summarize? Yes, let's. What worked for you? Feeling less cross when looking for curiosity. And when you use that thing of that person's doing their best right now. Yeah. So that just dissipated any feeling of cross. And I don't like sitting in that because that doesn't make me feel good. No, I agree. No, I agree. What worked for you? Uh, Similar. It feels better to choose love and understanding and kindness or good intent than it does to feel blame and anger or resentment. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. so draining on your energy. Yeah. 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 What didn't work? Frustration. Um, and just how hard it is. And I think we have to accept we are all judgmental. We live in a judgmental world. 
even those who claim to not be are still judging. Yes, absolutely. None of us are perfect in this respect. No, and we all make judgments. Uh, and, you know, a lot of our decision-making is is built through that and it needs to. So, and I guess the thing that didn't work for me was that you have to keep choosing it. You can't just yeah. pick it once. That didn't, that didn't work for you. Well, I mean, it did, it did and it didn't. It's, I guess I just want to make that point that you can't just pick understanding once and it's done and you're finished. You, yeah. you have yeah. to keep picking it. So you have to, the bit that didn't work is like, I have to keep reminding myself. I have to keep stopping and noticing. I have to keep picking a kinder way of looking at it. Mm. And yes, that works. But at the same time, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. What did you learn? That in order to transform the blame and resentment, you have to keep choosing something that feels better. And like what I've just said, and that's hard and it's brave. Um, and ultimately it's, you're better off for it. And sometimes yeah. it's just impossible to let go of being right. And I, yeah. there's that beautiful saying, you can either be right or you can be in relationship. And this week was a big reminder of that. So what's more important, yeah. being right or being in a loving, safe relationship with somebody? And yeah. so yeah. that's what I learned. What about you? I like that. Um, well, what I said to you before, that it's an easier concept when you're not emotionally involved. Yes. And yes. I think for me, the judgment comes because I want the best for that person. And if that's different to my way or way I consider the wrong way, I want to help them do it faster, better fix it. Um, <laughs> and with others who are not, who I'm not emotionally invested in, I can do that whole, not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. But when it, when it is my circus, I really want to be the ringmaster. <laughs> and that's how I am. <laughs> that's what I've learned. That's what I've learned about myself. Would you yeah. recommend this to your clients? Yes, I would. I would. And also, I mean, I don't want to diss her, but regardless of what Mother Teresa says, I actually feel I can judge and love. I feel like I can love you and also slightly judge what you're doing. I can do that. I am capable of that. Okay. Maybe that's not pure love, but it's definitely still love. I can love you and judge you. You still love Adam, even though he leaves dog shit on the floor. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. I would definitely recommend this to my clients. We work on this a lot in the coaching space. It's I'm a, sure you do. It's a very coachy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and is it coming in the club? It, it has to come in the club because it's a much better way to live your life. But I do not want to kind of fool any of the club goers that it's members, some easy they're breezy. They're called members. They're called <laughs> self-club clubbers. <laughs> I don't want them to live in the illusion that this is like some easy breezy thing to do. Well, we, it isn't. We're not selling that as easy breezy. And no. I think they can hear how much we've both struggled with this and we'll continue to struggle with it. But it is yeah. for the greater good and it's for our own greater good. So I would encourage anyone to rip that blame and anger band-aid off and go and step into something more conducive to your well-being amen we will be back on friday for our epilogue show with more on no judgment and our book club and our news flash and all the lovely bits and pieces that come from that thank you for listening go leave us an apple review because we like those and we love them we love them and if you want to be in touch you can email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk or come and find us on instagram at selfcareclubpod we'll be back on friday thanks for listening and look after yourselves bye-bye this was a stakhanov production and part of the acast creative network 